Hello and welcome to the Carmack Podcast, Episode 5. I'm your host, Jim Allen. Today we have Gwen Brown, president of the National Trailer Dealers Association, or as we say in the biz, in TDA. We're very excited to have Gwen in, and we're going to talk about all kind of stuff related to trailer dealerships and the NTDA and their upcoming conference and things of that nature. So buckle up, sit tight, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast well, room and welcome to Carmack. And I know you've had to tolerate me for a couple hours now, but <laughs> I appreciate that. I drove around in a Silverado and we cruised through like... Uh, it was the best truck ever. Yeah, isn't it though? It was. So yeah. she hails from near Ann Arbor, Michigan mm-hmm. in a town called Brighton, yes. which was fun on the way in because we passed the town Brighton, Brighton yep. to the left. And yeah. it was very like a moment we had. It was pretty cool. Yeah, in fact, I saw that sign. It said like Eastman or Eastlawn or something like that too. Which you know, that's like there's a couple roads like Eastman and Eastlawn, like where I grew up. So I was like, oh. So Michigan yeah. copies off us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, they're not very original up there. Yeah. You know, whatever. I yeah. gave her the uh, the thirty second tour of the square, like we whizzed through it on two wheels, and she's like, ah, oh, it's, it's it's pretty charming. It's, it's cute. a neat little town yeah, square, and they got the gazebos. Yeah. Well, Brighton's like that. I mean, it's just like little downtown area. Like Mayberry, a little bit. Yeah, it's like very spread out. So it's pretty exciting. And again, thank you for being here, taking time out of your your busy schedule, which is Absolutely. no doubt busy. Yeah. Uh, you've got a conference coming up. You got a lot of things you're working on. So I know that it. It's a, a commitment to be here, but we're all grateful, and we love hearing from the different areas of the industry, and uh, this is definitely one that uh, mm-hmm. we're all in for. So I guess uh, for me, Gwen, I'm just curious more about like how you ended up here, now, not in Carlinville, <laughs> but how do you ended up being the president of NTDA? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, I, uh, I've kind of always... Well, not always, but for quite a while, I've been in association work. So I started off at the Engineering Society of Detroit, and then uh, from there got recruited by Campbell Ewald, which is a um, an advertising firm, but they also have a publishing division. And so I went there for a little while, and um, I was publishing Raytheon's magazine for them and IBM's AS400 back when they still had AS400 wow. magazines. <laughs> And then also CompuWare had a magazine, and I was publishing that magazine for them as well. At some point, I was at a meeting and met Jim Carney, who was the executive director of the National Truck Equipment Association. You know, Jim said, well, you know, we've got a couple positions we're hiring for, and maybe you could, you know, just come in and talk with us. And so there was one that was, you know, kind of a market data position, and then the other one was their communications director position. And uh, just kind of worked out, you know. So went to work with Jim, and I was at the Truck Equipment Association for about nine years. And my dad got sick, and he was ill, and so I wanted to kind of step down a little bit and, you know, just have a less hectic schedule, less travel and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so um, so I went to work for the Ann Arbor Convention and Visitors Bureau for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, and then got a call from... Uh, Dave Boyd, who at the time was president of the NTDA, and asked if I, you know, would consider, you know, talking to them about the position or giving them some advice. They were looking at um, either association management companies to run it, or maybe another association, or possibly going with an executive director model. So, I went down to the uh, Mid America Truck Show in Louisville and uh, met with their whole board and. It just sort of clicked and everything came together. And um, so I've been there since for six years. And 
um, started as their executive director, and then last year um, they changed changed my title to president. So now we have a chairman of the board as our you know for the board of directors, and then and now. I'm, well, congratulations uh, on the promotion. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I never get to be president. But, uh, <laughs> someday, <that's>, Jim. Someday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Uh, anyway, but no, that's really cool. And uh, you know, it's always funny when I talk to different people. Uh, in this industry or any other of what their career path was and I always people will ask, ask me you know how, how'd you end up here what's your career path and I said man it is just the most jagged thing ever <laughs> like I never woke up when I was you know in high school going I'm gonna be work for a software company and you know mm-hmm. we didn't have those really when I was in high school yes right. I am that old <laughs> but you know it kind of started to become a thing and then it's just so interesting so yeah. I think it's just you know wherever the road takes you kind of thing for me mm-hmm. but you know, congrats to you. That's that's really cool. So, Thank you. National Trailer Dealers Association. I I guess I'd love to hear more about what you guys do, what you're all about, but also the what's in it for me factor. So sure. I'm a trailer dealer. Like, why do I want to be a part of this organization? Sure. Besides the chance to hang out with me. Well, that's yeah. obviously yeah. paramount. I mean, yeah. that's that's a pretty big deal. So, but <laughs> outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess there are sort of you know, a few pillars that were founded on. The, the group's been around since 1990, so it's been around for a long time. Oh. But um, originally, the NTDA was formed by a group of dealers who took, you know, offense to the uh, federal excise tax regulations that were being put in place. And that was a big, con- you know, bone of contention. And it still is. You know, that 12% tax on commercial vehicles is huge. And at the time that that was implemented, you know, it was devastating for some of the smaller dealers out there to, to have to take that 12% hit. And so um, they kind of rallied together, went to Washington, met with congressmen and, you know, different legislators and things. And we're trying to fight that FET uh, implementation. It's still in there. Um, now it's more like trying to keep it from going beyond 12% is really more of an effort to try to keep that, um, at least, you know, not going beyond the 12%, which is still a, a huge amount of money. That's incredible. Yeah. Man. But anyway, as far as what the NTDA does would be um, to help improve the economic and regulatory environments for the industry or that are affecting the industry. A huge component of what we do is member education, so trying to make sure that our members are caught up on the latest industry trends or if there are regulatory issues that could affect their businesses, as well as classes and education, whether it's webinars or seminars or articles and things. but talking through just how to improve their operations. So operational efficiency, how to improve the shop department or the parts department. So getting into some of the nitty gritty, we've also you know done sales management and general management type courses. And a lot of that's more around you know the, the numbers and the financial end of the business. But um, so there's you know obviously so many different aspects and components to running a trailer dealership. Our, our whole goal is to try to elevate the industry, make everyone better as a whole, and to you know promote the goodwill of the industry. And especially you know, as there are younger people that are not as interested, it's hard to get skilled labor, but also people don't see it as a glamorous industry per se. So we find less and less people are interested in it. And that's something that we have to turn around. You know, it's it's not just even about our industry, but it's about the whole country. You know, manufacturing is critical 
to everyone's lives and livelihood. Right. So it's it's gaining that interest and motivation to go into this industry, which is a great industry to be in. And also, you know, there's no shame in getting your hands dirty and doing something like welding or being a mechanic. But there seems to be this idea suddenly that that's not sophisticated or glamorous enough and everyone needs those jobs to be done so that we can keep freight moving you know all the goods and services that people buy are delivered by truck or trailer and you know also by plane and train but i mean you can ship it on a boat but you still have to get it to the store that right you know so um, so those are critical important components you know so we're, we're just trying to you know encourage all of the goodwill and public safety and highway safety, but also encourage everyone to see what a great industry this is as well. Yeah, you know, you you, you touch on an interesting point that I've I've had discussions with, with several people on, and it's the the dirty jobs kind of thing and the mm-hmm. micro dirty job show, or you know, but transportation jobs are really good jobs, and yeah. you know, and they're well paying. They're well paid. They're skilled. They're good paying yeah. jobs. There's job security. To your point, I mean, if it's if you bought it, it probably was on a truck at some point, uh, and I don't know how you attract the millennials, the younger folks, to say, hey, these are really good jobs out there, yeah. and think about that. And I guess there's a responsibility of people like you mm-hmm. and you know us i guess as a as carmack as well as to mm-hmm. promote what we do in the industry and remind people that there are very good jobs in transportation and to your point jim um i i think you know there's a lot of satisfaction in a hard day's work or in doing a job that takes some skill and and there's certainly no shame in that so whether you're the person building the trucks and trailers or delivering the the goods or you know, working for a company like Carmath that supports our industry, it's hugely important that we have, you know, it's not just, you know, mechanics, but it's, you right. know, every job affiliated with our industry. I mean, you know, there's software, there's insurance, there's, you know, a million other ancillary businesses and services that connect sure. to make any industry go. And so I think, um, you know, those are the things that people tend to overlook or, or not see that, you know, there are so many different factors and, and great jobs that connect with the whole industry. You know, at the end of the day, everyone has a family to feed and you right. know, needs to make a living. And, um, you know, and it's a great industry to be in. It's great people, right. you know, and, and that's what attracted me to it most. I mean, absolute salt of the earth, nicest people you can find, you know, in this industry. So you really can't do better than that. Right. I noticed that you yep. guys have a scholarship, uh, $112,000 awarded since 98. And yes. it's... Uh, Can you talk a little about that for high school seniors? Is that the case? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, uh, for graduating high school seniors, so any member with a child that's graduating from high school can apply. It's it's just a great opportunity. We give out anywhere from $2,500 up to $10,000. So, and unfortunately, we don't have a lot of students that apply. I mean, we might get 20, 25 applications in a given year. So the chances of winning are really, really high because, wow. you know, last year I think we gave out four scholarships and I think we're looking at three or four again this year. So um, we have some great contributors to that that help underwrite the scholarship. And then our annual golf tournament, which is part of our convention, raises money for that as well. We also have companies that or I'm sorry, individuals that just individually contribute to the scholarship, which is great. So, um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things that I love because I love the fact that we're helping some kids to who maybe couldn't go to college or um, at least make it more affordable for them. You know, education certainly gotten more expensive over the years. 
and just kind of continues to increase. I know growing up, you know, my parents were pretty poor and didn't have a lot of money and, and I got a scholarship and it was huge for me. You know, I probably wouldn't be here in this position had I not gotten that education. And so I've always been extremely thankful for that. Very cool. Yeah. So what... Tell me a little bit about your conference. What's you got forty nine days and seventeen <laughs> hours? I'm looking at your website and it's just scrolling like a. Um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> this year's conference is going to be October twelfth to the fourteenth, uh, and it's at the beautiful JW Marriott Desert Ridge in Phoenix, and uh, we try to go East Coast West Coast every year. So this is kind of our West Coast conference, as it were. And um, pretty excited. We've got uh, astronaut Mark Kelly as our keynote wow. speaker this year. And um, I'm cool. sure you've heard about Mark's story. Um, so he's been, he spent the last year doing the twin study. He's been on the ground while his brother's been up in space. And, um, but he's flown a number of shuttle missions, you know, and uh, started off as, I believe, a naval captain and then became a fighter pilot and then became an astronaut. So he's a tremendous slouch. Um, hasn't really done much with his career, but yeah, slacker. Uh, a total slacker. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he and his uh, twin brother both have had uh, these just amazing careers. But but I think what I'm excited about with this message is that he um, had to really persevere. He you know wasn't necessarily the smartest in his class. He almost flunked out of you know Top Gun school. Um, so he had all of these different challenges along the way, and then. Um, you know, he was supposed to fly another mission for NASA, and then, you know, his wife, Congresswoman Giffords, was shot. Mm -hmm. And so then he had to step back from that. He did end up flying that final shuttle mission, but um, but I think that was a big challenge and a huge obstacle to overcome for both of them. And I think she's still recovering from right. that. But um, so it's really, you know, I think he's going to really talk about just some qualities of leadership and success and, you know, decision making along the way, but also overcoming obstacles and things. So so it should be a really good uh, message that I think everyone can take back to their businesses and just, right. you know, in their lives in general, which should be good. Cool. Um, well, tell him I said hello. I absolutely <laughs> will. It's too bad that you have to be at your, uh, <laughs> your karmic <laughs> user meeting at the same time and miss my meeting. Uh, but, I know he's yeah. a big fan of the podcast. So thank you, um, Mr. <laughs> Kelly, for listening. <laughs> Um, we've got some other industry-related sessions. So many of them are very dealer-related, like um, how to avoid fraud in your dealerships and what to look for in terms of purchasing or other areas where there might be some vulnerability there. We've got a session on mitigating lawsuits so that your company is less apt to be sued for whether it's product liability or other types of liability and some very simple things that companies can do and some things that they can put in place to make sure that they're not vulnerable. Because unfortunately, it is a litigious society that we live in. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about succession planning. We're going to talk about the new greenhouse gas rules. And, you know, those just came out last week. So that's something that um, affects both primarily manufacturers, but there are some effects for the dealers, you know, as it kind of trickles down. So that's going to be important for the whole industry. And it's, it's definitely you know, a, a tough subject for especially smaller trailer manufacturers. There are certainly new requirements and things that have to be implemented uh, with the 2018 model year. And so that's coming up very quickly. And um, because, you know, some of those trailers could be built in 17 and have to meet that 2018 standard. I believe for trucks, it's 21. So they have a little bit more time on the truck side. But this is the first time that the trailer has been considered part of the total emissions package so even though the trailer doesn't emit anything right it's it's the total weight it's the total fuel economy yeah that's being looked at so that's something completely new 
and, and a lot of this kind of goes with the, you know, California smart way uh, standards and things. So it's really all kind of, you know, going now across the country. Um, but certainly difficult to digest and swallow from the fleet side because they're basically forced to buy additional equipment that they may not have specified. And while a lot of it, I think, is very helpful in terms of, you know, fuel efficiency gains and things like that, it, again, it's just an additional cost that has to be justified. And hopefully there are proven long-term gains from implementing some of those aerodynamic devices and, um, you know, tire pressure monitoring systems or, you know, side skirts and or weight reductions, things like that. But those all impact certainly the manufacturing side of it. So there's the look at justifying the cost and making that work and figuring out which combination of those things get the vehicle to, you know, to meet the standard and all of that. So it's, it's a difficult uphill regulatory battle, as it were. I mean, there's just constantly more and more regulations on our industry. Yeah. It makes it tough. So what's the coolest <laughs> swag giveaway at a conference? Like, you guys giving away anything cool? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, Landall... Um, Every year does a, a great giveaway of some some kind. So this year, I believe they're doing messenger bags, something like the one that you have over there. It's a satchel. A satchel, a, a European man bag, as yes. it were. It's very nice, by I the very way. Very manly things in here. Yeah, that's you don't right. Even know. It's very nice. Um, yeah, so you know they've they've always done some really cool giveaways, and then we have other uh, companies too that um, are providing golf swag and other cool giveaways so yeah we've got some good stuff uh we've got some ntda logo wear and other good stuff that we're going to give away so yeah it's always always the fun part of it right walk away with some right. prizes Absolutely. <laughs> yeah oh you know i should mention too though we have a couple of um big prizes that we're giving away so um during our exhibition and then our awards dinner we're doing drawings for um convention registration for two plus golf or optional activities for next year and plus airfare and hotel wow so the entire package so we're giving away two of those and plus some other you know golf and spa gifts and things like that so uh another question i had is your insurance program yeah uh, tell me a little about that yep so we uh started it last year and it's it's not really our program but it's it's you know we endorse it it's through jd fullweiler and associates and what they do is uh, look at your policies and premiums and things that you have currently and then try to find you a better deal so they look at different underwriters and things and i've talked to several members that have um have been able to go with the program and some some have saved you know ten thousand dollars up to a hundred thousand dollars so i mean it's not for everyone they can't necessarily guarantee it you know a lot of the thing with insurance is that a lot of it's based on your previous experiences and loss histories and things so you know in some cases they can be very helpful and in other cases you know it may be the same as the deal that you're getting currently but any way that we can help members to try to save money any any way you can cut costs is is a good thing so right. well, that's um, part of the benefit of being a member yeah right? absolutely so it's um you know worst case scenario maybe it gets your current carrier to lower their rate so you know it's a competitive quote that you sure. can kind of go back to them with yeah so you know if, if it helps even with that then all the better so speaking of members mm-hmm. how i understand that you've had some success in growing this this uh mm-hmm. 
association. So tell me how many members you have now. Yeah, right now we have about 830 members. So that's uh, about 60% dealer and about 40% allied members. So allies would be OEMs, manufacturers, component manufacturers, and then other affiliated service providers like Carmack. Like Carmack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a plug for the big K. <laughs> uh, and But you recently had a pretty big surge in membership, right? Did I hear mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, it's really, it's grown a lot um, over the last five, six years. You know, when I came on board with NTDA, we had about 200 members and it's just amazingly continued to grow. You know, thank goodness the economy has bounced back and, you know, trailer builds have been up. Um, I think we've been able to grow the the programs and services and things that we offer. So, and I, I think a big thing when I came on board was calling all the members to ask them, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you need from us? And we've tried to implement those things that everyone has told us that they need for the industry or to help their businesses grow. And why wouldn't somebody want to be a member? I mean, is there a downside or? <laughs> I don't think there's a downside, no. I would think I would want to be. Yeah, you know, I, I think that we continue to try to offer new and better services. So um, one of the new things that we're offering is a convention app, but it can really be used all, all year long. So it's a great way um, in terms of um, social networking to connect with other members. But you can also get all the information about the convention on there, too, as far as, you know, exhibitors and, you know, descriptions and things and, you know, finder sessions and all of that. But then there's also attendee information. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the entire member list on there. So if you want to connect to somebody, whether it's via email or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, as long as they've got that information and they've given it to us and we've you know got a way for you to connect through the app to them, yeah. which is great. So any way that we can kind of do something progressive, like you're doing the podcast, you know, we're, you know, trying to keep being progressive with what we're doing from a technology standpoint, um, especially to try to attract newer and younger members as well. Younger meaning, you know, as as the companies are, are members for a long time, you know, you see people retiring and moving on. And, and so we have to make sure that we're continuing to have the sustainability for not only the industry, but for the association there. So we're trying to make sure we're reaching all facets of the membership. Um, so the app is one of those ways. Um, we've also started something that we're I guess, you know, until we come up with a better name for it, we're calling it um, Next Generation Networking. And, you know, there's a lot of groups that have that now, which is, you know, kind of a a next-gen tech group. But just the same thing, though, the idea of making sure we're reaching out to uh, members that, you know, whether it's through technology or something like this with the podcast, which is great, or, um, you know, just making sure that we're finding all the ways that we need to communicate. So not just our print newsletter, but our e-newsletter or website or, you know, webinars or whatever means it takes to make sure, you know, we can reach everyone with, you know, apps or social media or right. you name it. And there's so many avenues. It's like, which one do we do? I think <laughs> yeah. the answer is all of them. Because, yeah, you kind of have to do them all, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no escaping that. But hopefully we find the right mix that keeps everybody uh, engaged and interested. Right. And, you know, the podcast was just another way to do that. You know, for us, it was like, you know, there's really nobody doing this in our industry. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's been a lot of fun uh, yeah, for absolutely. all of us, I believe. And hopefully the guests that we bring in and we really want to make sure we cover different uh, segments of the industry. And, mm-hmm. and as far as I know, we are the podcast for the heavy duty industry. And I've, we're yeah. proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. Carmac, to me, the difference between Carmack and our competitors is, is we're all in for the industry. And this is, we grew up in it. This is Richard's life work 35 years of doing this. And yeah. 
you know, the, the dealer academy kind of stuff and the associations and the trade shows. Just the power of that networking to me is priceless. So mm -hmm. to join your group uh, as, a, as a trailer dealer, uh, for mm -hmm. me, I would think just that the networking of all the people and the latest and greatest mm -hmm. stuff and the benefits and all those things are great. And uh, But I just, I love the, the social aspect yeah. of it and the, the networking, uh, meeting new people. And, mm -hmm. and I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, networking is so critical, especially, you know, when times are bad to make sure that everyone knows that you exist, but also... Right. Um, to dig deep and find, you know, find those connections. So, um, you know, whether it's finding somebody that, you know, to buy a trailer from or to sell one to or, um, you know, and, and our members all seem to really work well together. I mean, granted, you know, they're competitive, but, you know, we've got members that reach out to members across the country for information and advice, but also, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about connecting them together so they can do more business together. Right. So whether it's, you know, picking up new lines from a manufacturer or just diversifying in, in their businesses, whether it's, you know, the, the trailer sales part of it or, you know, the back end with the parts and service or, you know, finding other avenues to strengthen their operations. I mean, that's really why we exist in, in why we try to bring everyone together. So whether it's through the convention or you know, we put together networking receptions or other, you know, some of it's social, but then also, you know, like through the app or through the website, um, you know, any way that we can connect the members, that's really, you know, our, our bottom line goal. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. And uh, home offices in Michigan where? Yes. Uh, well, our office itself is in Howell and our mailing address is Brighton, Michigan. Ah. Yep. And is it a luxurious office, would you say? You have, like, a fountain and stuff? Like, I like fountains. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it's nice. Um, it's functional. Um, yeah. yeah, well, it's better than when it was in my home office, so I no longer have stack boxes in the kids' rooms, which ah. they appreciate very much come convention time. So we have some uh, warehouse space now, and, uh, and, and then we have, like, three offices. So it's a small office, but... Um, but very functional and, and uh, much better than filling my basement full of boxes right. and, and other things. So um, I think I had 20 years of accounting history before in my basement Holy and uh, next to the washing machine. So um, so now this is a, a much, <laughs> much better setup. How in the world do these guys keep track of all these trailers? Like they're just all over the place. Do they have like a GPS on them? Is there a big thievery of trailers? Um, well, yes, to both questions. Um, so, you know, I believe one of the new regulations that was implemented back in 16, and I think it's mandatory in 18, but um, the electronic logbooks. So the, the drivers have to log where they're going, where they're delivering, where they're stopping, that kind of thing. But a lot of them have uh, the GPS, so the fleets know exactly where their trailers are at any given point. And, um, and then they, they can tell if it's just sitting and idling. So the the fleet spend a ton of money if, if the vehicle's just sitting and idling so sure. they've yeah. really eliminated um through technology really so many of those obstacles and so the fleets are much more efficient but the drivers really are probably much more productive than uh, because of that you know a huge improvement with that is um the ability to really map out those routes and the logistics behind right. that so um so the fleets can be very very efficient in terms of you know, using the technology and the gps and everything and and then as far as theft yeah there there are still unfortunately uh thefts and, and i get calls every so often from police or fbi you know they're looking to figure out either you know how how can you read the vin number if they're not sure you know because a lot of times that these 
steal the the vehicles, but they don't realize there are secret locations that manufacturers put VIN numbers. So unless they really know the manufacturer and and where they're placing them, uh, they're still going to probably get busted. But yeah, um, I know for a while there was a big theft ring and I think it was kind of um, Georgia and then they were, you know, trucking them out to Mexico, kind of chopping them up and sending them out. So it happens, um, you know, but there are, you know, just like they have the low jack thing for a car. I mean, you can you know, track a trailer and that kind of thing too. Yeah. So um, sometimes they steal them right off the lot though. I mean, it, it does happen and it's really unfortunate, you know, cause then everybody ends up losing, oh, you absolutely. know, costs go up yeah. and things, but yeah, that's never good. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of crime, <laughs> I, I, I heard, <laughs> nice I heard a rumor <laughs> that you single-handedly foiled a robbery in a mall in Wisconsin I, I recently. You want no, to I did that? not foil it. No, like we, you tackled the guy no, in front no, of Nordman's no, no, or no. something? No, no. We were at the mall. My son wanted to buy a laptop for college and uh, you know, use all of his graduation party money to, to buy a laptop. And um, we were at, at a 12 Oaks Mall in Novi, actually, Saturday, and... Um, and my daughter and husband started calling like simultaneously. <laughs> and then I get a text from my husband that says, get out of the mall, get to the car now. And I'm like, what? You know, so so I called him and uh, my daughter was like hysterical. And my, well, I shouldn't say hysterical. She was frantic. Um, and my husband was like, get out of the mall now. So it turned out there were uh, three armed robbers that were robbing a jewelry store while we were in there. And they happened to be down on that end where, you know, these armed Thugs were robbing the store, but apparently they got away with nothing. But they um, broke some cases, and it was really loud. So people thought they were shooting because it was, you know, apparently quite the ruckus. And people were dropping their bags and running out of there and crying and screaming. And it's like, holy cow, get me out of here. So we literally ran to our car and got out of there and then went back Sunday after everything calmed down and bought the laptop. But <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, Hey, Gwen, how much does it cost to be a member of the NTDA? Well, Jim, I'll tell you, actually, we have this amazing deal right now, which is um, for dealers and allies both, um, if they join before the end of this year, we'll comp their dues all the way through 16 and 17. So they basically nice. can get 16 months for free. So normally that would be 499 for dealers and 699 for allied members. So um, we have this incredible offer. And the reason why we do it is that once members join, we rarely ever lose a member. You know, we have something like a 98 to 99% retention rate. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, they don't leave. And, you know, but it's more important for us to get members involved and get them engaged and make sure they're getting the education and information that they need. So um, so once they become involved, um, the great part is that, you know, they meet other members, they stay engaged, they come to the convention, and it's just a total win-win for us. So how do they join? Just go to your website? Yep. Yeah. So the website is www.ntda, Nancy Tom, David Apple, or National Trailer Dealers Association.org. And uh, so, yeah, they can join online or they can uh, call me or I can talk them through any questions that they might have. Cool. Very yeah. cool. I see you have some brochures and applications and all kind of good stuff. The website's actually very, very good and very thorough. There's Lots oh, of information you. on here and services and all about the convention. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've got a lot of uh, links and resources and things like you know whether it's you know federal and state bridge laws or um, you know SAE standards or other you know standard industry standards and then um, you know federal excise tax information. 
you know, whether, you know, somebody's looking, how do I t- calculate tire tax credit, that kind of thing. And then we also have a hotline for that. So um, if someone's got a question regarding federal excise tax, they can call any time and uh, hopefully we can get that question answered for them. But um, we've partnered with Clifton Larson Allen and they're the third largest CPA firm in the country. And they specifically have a department that just deals with dealerships and dealership issues. So in federal excise tax, obviously it being a huge one for our industry, they'll answer your questions, you know, free of charge. And it's a service that we essentially have worked out with them. They also have some free webinars that they do on our behalf and keep everyone educated. So whether it's import, export, or selling to municipalities or government or, you know, common mistakes that people make with regard to filing or getting credits and things like that. And then also what to do if you're in the midst of an audit and best practices for that and how to handle an audit situation or what to do before you get into an audit situation. So some great resources. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. like, I want to join and I don't even have a trade. <laughs> but now you can start stuff. one and, and, you know, be assured we can get you all set. But yeah, they are a member. I mean, me personally. <laughs> yeah. I like just getting free stuff and calling people. But no, that's great. That's, you know, I know a lot of these types of associations are very successful and I, I, I believe you know the more people you get in there the more you can do and uh, you know there's more funding and all that's obvious but it sounds like you've done an incredible job delivering mm-hmm. uh, for those dealers so good for you Congrats. oh thanks yeah yeah well hopefully it's um hopefully it's all something that they find to be beneficial and you know we try to continue to increase our education and information every year and find new resources and new ways to deliver those resources so mm-hmm. yep and just try to uh, continue to listen to our members and and decide you know what's going to keep them um, operating at their peak level as best we can i mean there's certainly some things we can't control whether it's some of the regulatory issues or you know different world events but at least we can try to um, do our best to uplift the industry from from our little corner of the world right no yeah. that's, that's very cool mm-hmm. right on yeah well that is outstanding yeah. and thank uh you. thank you for your work in the industry and i oh, you, you seem Jim. tireless it's like just listening to you talk <laughs> about all these things there's no way i could keep track of all that so kudos to you oh, for doing that well, thank you you know i love people that are dedicated to industry and uh, you know I, my philosophy is if you're going to be in be all in and it sounds mm-hmm. like you certainly are and you're in for the dealers you're in for Absolutely. ntda so yeah. thank you for that oh you're welcome well any way that we can uh can help the industry and our members it's a great group and a great industry Thanks for listening to the CarMac Podcast. For more information, please visit ntda.org, where you can actually join and learn all about the NTDA and what they can do for you. Thanks and have a great day.